class emails. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, I'm ready. Answer the questions. It's time for email, baby. Oh, that's so oh man, that's so sexy. Everybody's got a boner now. <laughs> or a lady boner, as the case may be. Yeah, a human, a human boner. Yes. A we're human all just, sex boner. We're all just one human family and we all have boners. Yeah, it's a general term. <laughs> a boner is just a general term, really. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything specific. Yeah, I'm not trying to specify and be like, I don't even want to get into it. Yeah, we're, we're going gross. off on a whole tangent, so... Yeah, I was uh, going to talk about, like, the word moist and shit. Moist is a pretty rough word. People hate that word. I don't... It doesn't bother me, but it bothers other cake. people. Yeah, I, I do too. Cake. A moist cake. Yeah, I want some moist cake. Or a moist vagina. Yep, that would, that'll do that, too. I'm your host, Jeff. I'm Josh. <laughs> and on this program... <laughs> Which is, by the way, going to be attached to our M-Class podcast episode about Deep Space Nine. I don't uh, know what episode emissary. number this is. Four or some? Sh- five? Who knows? I think I it's five. Know. Yeah. Five uh, sounds right. We're really professional over here at the M-Class offices. We have to count, and I don't want to do it. <laughs> numbers are for pussies. Yeah, what are we, some kind of dweebs yeah. thinking about numbers? Fucking, I don't even like Star Trek nerds. Yeah, nerds. Anyway, let's answer some questions about Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you se- you can send your own questions about Star Trek or literally anything else. It doesn't have to have to do with Star Trek at all. Yeah, it doesn't have to. To mclassemail at gmail.com. My cat just knocked over uh, a bunch of things. Oh, that's cool. Whatever, let's go. That's awesome. <laughs> yep, he's like looking at it like, what? What did I do? <laughs> what happened just now that I did this? Our first email is from Johnny Cordova. Cordova. Who says, sup, Trek boys? Trek boys! <laughs> just getting louder and more obnoxious. <laughs> I just imagine, like, samba music in the background behind <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a, maybe a Trek steel drum. boys! Yeah. Uh, I don't really have any Star Trek questions for you, but emailing in is still more fun than that game Riker brought. <laughs> so I feel like I had to think of something. Uh-huh. Insert perfect segue here. Great. It's so really good. One is what is one of your favorite books? Thanks, dudes. Sent from my space books? phone, Johnny Cordova. Uh, did we talk about space phones before? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I love that the title of the email is Let Me See Those Books, Girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very, very scholarly dude trying to get laid. <laughs> let me see them books, girl. Yo, let me see that library. Let me let's open that book, girl. <laughs> Spread your book legs. Wait, what? <laughs> that just got weird. That's how you get it to work, though. You gotta just yeah. you gotta slowly change it into a sexual thing. You just sell it hard enough. You're yeah. good. Yeah, that's definitely not how it works. People listening to this, by the no, way, no, don't do that. Don't say weird shit don't, to anybody. You're not. Gonna I mean, get unless laid. it's totally cool. Yeah. Unless it's like. I've said some weird things at inappropriate times in my life. I will not get into it here, but I go talk to you about it, Jeff, at the end of the show. I can't wait for that. <laughs> People are going to be like, what did he say? Jeff, what did he say at the end? I'm just going to make the most ridiculous fucking I'm story sure, up. I'm sure you could come close to something. Um, like, I'm going to make it worse and worse every time someone asks me. <laughs> yeah. It was something that I got away with and, like... Any other time in my life, I probably wouldn't have been able to get away with it. 
<laughs> so what? So what's one of your favorite books? Oh man, uh, we were just talking about The Hobbit. That's, That's not true. my favorite book, but The I Hobbit's a great book, but I wouldn't call it my favorite. <sighs> I don't know. I don't, I don't. I really, really like A Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. It's like a fantasy book. That sounds um, fantasy as fuck. It's incredible. Like, I, I have the second one. I haven't started it yet. I borrowed it from Stupid Zane. Stupid. <laughs> She's stupid because she let me borrow the book, which is it's dumb as fuck. Gone forever now. This is fucking mine now. <laughs> gone forever. <laughs> you knew what this was, Zane. Uh... That's that's like probably my favorite book I've read recently. One of my favorite books of all time, I've talked about this a million times, is Bridge to Terabithia. Oh, yeah? Which is like a super fucking sad children's book. Yes, it is. <laughs> I fucking love that book. Um, I feel like that book like showed me like how to be a person. Oh, yeah? Damn. Like it like made me aware of like uh, the the sadness in the world. <laughs> Gave you, like, the tools to deal with a little bit better. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I mean, people would probably think that that's not true, but, like, I'm not as sad as everyone thinks I am. I, no. I, get, I get portrayed as this sad boy all the time. Josh is, like, the true. Ringo star of the Beatles, right? Where everybody yeah. calls him the sad Beatle, but he's really yeah. the fun Beatle. I'm the fun one. It's true. He uh, is the fun one. <laughs> those are the only... Those are the only... I don't know. I've read a lot of books. Not a lot of books, but... I've read some books where I was like, I don't, I don't know why I read that one. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all been through that experience where yeah. you're like, I just gotta finish this. Like, yeah, you're just doing it. I yeah. started it, I gotta finish it. Yeah. Uh, I felt that way when I read Tech War by yeah, William yeah. Shatner. Yeah. Oh, uh, what a piece of garbage. That dude. Oh, um, not just the book either, but the book is also garbage. <laughs> um, fucking... I absolutely fucking love Raymond Chandler novels. Like, The Big yeah. Sleep is one of my favorite oh, novels yeah, yeah. ever. Uh, That's cool. Oh, my God. You like detective stories, I right? am a like, huge fan yeah. of detective stories. Yeah, I, I never got into them so much. I read a really funny one. I forget the fucking name of it. Um, A guy who wrote for The Simpsons wrote it. Oh, yeah? Um, And it's, like, a parody of a detective novel. I like a I've, good detective parody too. It's fucking off, oh, dude. I'll fucking like, you should find out about that. And let I'll me know. fucking look it up. Yeah, like, oh, I love a detective parody so much. Like one of my favorite Looney Tunes ever is the Duck Twacy yeah. cartoon. Yeah, Duck Twacy. God, yeah. that cartoon is so fucking good. I'm gonna rub you out, see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like oh, my absolute favorite book. It's called I found it. It's called The Time Machine Did It. Oh yeah. <laughs> by Frank Burley. Oh man. It's a it's like a time travel mystery. Mm, Fahrenheit 451. Yeah, that's a great is book. Is maybe like one of my favorites ever as well. Yeah. Oh man. I know. It's a really uh, really tough question. It's tough. Favorite, having a favorite book is like having a favorite song. Like it's really, it's really impossible. It's hard, and yeah. it changes like from day to day depending on what book what you've read or yeah. what song yeah. you've listened to last. Right. So I don't not, know. Not a static, not a static thing for me. It's really tough. My um, head is doing something stupid. What are you fucking doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh my god. Whatever. Do whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> That's the cat way to live. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Hopefully that answers your question, Johnny. I'm, we, we gave you a couple each. I think that's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, there's a few in there. It's pretty good. Fucking deal with it. Our next, uh, our next email is from Nishka. Okay. Who says, hey guys, so I think I'm an oddity based on your past emails, but I actually came here from Jeff's other podcast, Writer Club oh, Radio. And welcome. I'd, I'd never heard of Josh or Continue. Good. That, damn. That said, Josh seems like a pretty cool dude, and you two make a pretty natural pair of hosts for a Trek podcast. Yeah, Thanks, we got it from kissing each other. <laughs> kiss practice helps. Uh, just kiss fighting is how we honed yeah. our powers. Yeah, it's like those anime where they fight, but then they fuck each other. I think yep. those are called everybody tie. <laughs> everybody knows what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> That's a normal thing. Everybody knows. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's polite society knows. Yeah. I know Nishka because Nishka writes in to okay. the other podcast a lot, and I appreciate that. Well, welcome, Nishka. Uh, M-Class has been great so far, and I'm really glad you've opted to look at a series of episodes centered around specific themes rather than soldiering through every yeah. episode in order. I'm really glad about that, too. Yeah, dude, the giant mountain of episodes we oh had before us was... It's, like, daunting. Insurmountable yeah. is what it was. We would this die way we get before to like, we got to it. Yeah, this way we get to, like, cleverly think of reasons to watch those episodes that we yeah. kind of want to watch. And know? eventually you guys will have an outlet to, like, vote on what our next theme is going to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which will be fun for you, too. For sure, for sure. Uh, I think it'll offer a lot of opportunities for you and your listeners to really explore the evolution of Star Trek, not just look at some interesting episodes. Okay. The previous podcast was a great example, as the divide between the cage and where no man has gone before is probably the biggest between any Star Trek pilots, at least tonally. Yeah. Yeah, it's like two completely separate shows, almost. Yeah, you have to remember, too, like, the television was really different when those were made, also, like... Oh yeah. By the time like TNG rolled around, like they weren't making television shows like all, all willy nilly. But in the '60s, they were like, "We need fucking shows. We gotta put something <laughs> yeah. on to we fill the airtime." Yeah. There's so many hours in a day. We need shit, right? Yeah, and I mean, it wasn't even like they were playing TV 24 seven. Like, right, it at, turned off at like midnight. At midnight, that shit turned off, but it was just a, a yeah. test screen for the rest yeah. of the night until six a.m. Until six in the morning, right? It's ridiculous. Like how crazy, and it's fucking three channels. Yeah, and even then, <laughs> they were just scrambling to find stuff to put on TV. Yeah, because it was low yeah. budget as fuck. You had to, you had like so much money for your entire channel. Yeah, figure, like, um, there was a bunch of different, uh, like, I think of it this way, like, there was a bunch of different, like, already in place uh, industries adapting to television. A mm -hmm. lot like now, like, with the internet. Like, yeah, television is trying to adapt to the internet still. Yeah. They've been trying yeah. to do that since the 90s, really. They're failing at it. But, oh, yeah. Um, but, like, I f you figure, like, the movie industry and, like, uh, basically, like, the theater industry, like, acting industry kind of like came together to make tv that's so it's true. like this weird hodgepodge going on that's true i'm it's it's more theater to begin yeah. like all of the shows that are like more dramatic are much more theater yeah they're still acting like for the stage which is like weird now you look at it and you're like this is super weird yeah <laughs> like like I love Lucy's a great show. I really, yeah. I really love that show. But if you go back and watch it, it's like a stage play. Yeah, it's a play where they have three sets, yeah. and it's just stuff happens in those sets. 
Yeah. And you get to the later seasons and they do more like now modern sitcom things where like yeah, there's a shot the that's outside factory. the window. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But it's like a stage play otherwise. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, I know you like questions, so here you go. Okay. What do you think are the best tributes slash homages to Star Trek and mainstream media? I would say that Galaxy my f- Quest. <laughs> Galaxy Quest is fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, Nishka says, I would say that my favorite has to be where no fan has gone before from Futurama. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love Futurama. I do too. So, so yeah. yeah. The episode managed to managed to hit all the notes for me. Riffing on the fans, riffing on the cast, throwing out James Doohan. <laughs> Welshie, no! <laughs> throwing out James Doohan and replacing him with Welshie because he refused to appear. <laughs> it's, it's just beautiful love from beginning to end with the yeah. kind of attention you only get from fan productions. I'm curious yeah. to see what you guys think. Shirt it, Nishka. Oh yeah, God. Uh, yeah, it's got to be Galaxy Quest, right? Like, yeah, that Galaxy is... Quest is like an actually good Star Trek. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it works as a parody of Star Trek, a yeah. love letter to Star Trek, and its own movie. It's great. It's like a tri- it's like a trifecta. It's Which is amazing. So difficult to achieve. Like it's amazing that they did at the time. Yeah. It. I don't think you could uh, do that on purpose. Like it just sort of like. All the pieces fell into happened. place. Yeah, uh, yeah, and like anything, I mean, there's a billion Star Trek things in Futurama. Like, at least one. I mean, I know that that episode is like they, the the crew of the Enterprise is in it, but mm-hmm. like obviously, there's like Futurama is like heavily inspired by. Star oh yeah, Trek. like the world of Futurama just has Star yeah. Trek stuff in it all it's over the just, place. Yeah. And then they like the heads in the jar and shit is like making fun. I think that's like from something. I, I think, think it is, but I don't know what. A reference to something. Somebody told me I forget what it is, though. It's it's tough to pick because Star Trek has like, permeated our culture so heavily. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't get to talk about this on that other show we just did five minutes ago. <laughs> but uh, when I went to the Geek Awards in Philly when we got nominated this year or whatever, a, like, a doctor won one for inventing a, a tricorder. Really? That, like, uses AI to, like, diagnose a person? It's fucking crazy. That's insane. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, (laughs) it's the fucking future out there, man. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. I was like, there was a kid who was, like, 20 years old who, like, I mean, this kid's, like, a genius. Yeah, he invented Star Trek. It was no. This kid wasn't the kid, but he. This kid invented another thing for like um, I forget what it was. It's for like, like either deaf people or or something. I, I I I'm really sorry. I forget what it is, but like he he like just invented this thing for your iPhone that like helps like people like communicate. And I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, like I make fucking dick jokes on the <laughs> internet. Like I should leave right now. I don't know like, about that. Like it's it's the difference between like a teacher and a janitor. They both have important jobs. Yeah, and I'm the janitor. And well, I'm just... the janitor too. <laughs> don't be talking about about janitor's asshole. It's like it's like the difference between a janitor and a guy who invented a fucking tricorder. <laughs> I'm never. I was never gonna be the guy who invented the tricorder. I got B's in science. I, <laughs> I got A's in science, but I can get fucking A pluses. Yeah. I. Well, I mean, you could. You don't need to get A pluses. 
You, you need to have some sort of drive about yourself. Yeah, I don't got any of that shit. Yeah, yeah. I just want to watch Star Trek all exactly. day. Exactly. Like, I just want to enjoy the things other people make for me. <laughs> consume, consume, consume. I'm just a consumer. <laughs> Uh, thanks for writing in, Nishka. Uh, yeah, hopefully actually, we kind of answered that question. Actually, I wanted to point out that I absolutely love this music video that you can find on YouTube that a uh, friend of the show, Tad's Beard, pointed out uh-huh. to me. That uh, it's a song by The Firm called Star Trekkin'. Okay. That is obviously from somebody who loves Star Trek. And There's, a Nerf, Herder. There's a Nerf Herder song about Star Trek, too. Really? It's great. I forget the name of the song. I think it's called Mr. Spock, actually. God, you know what my favorite thing is in the world? Star Trek. Yes. But (laughs) this involves Star Trek, so it fits. Is how many rappers reference Star Trek all the time. Yeah, well, Spock rhymes with a shitload of things. It really does. But, like, hearing Spock in, like, a Biz Marquee song or a Beastie Boys or Wu-Tang, it always fucking lights my heart up every time I hear it. It's great. That's why hip hop is amazing. Yeah, it's talk like about anything. two of my absolute favorite things. Yeah, having a little <laughs> bit of a powwow. Yeah, it's cool. But yeah, you should look up the firm Star Trekking. I'll look it up then. It's good shit. Star Trekking. Our next email is from Steve Nimzik. Oh yeah, hey Steve. Hey Steve. He says, <laughs> "Hey guys, riding while on the road again. Screw you, Ohio. This dude is always in Ohio. Yeah, he hates it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I've, you know somebody said that my catchphrase was anyway like that, and I was like, no, I'm just saying Josh's. That's <laughs> from that's from a million things. <laughs> People were just having me say Josh's catchphrase. That's all right. You can have it." I don't want it. My catchphrase <laughs> is now that's fucking. That's always been my catchphrase. <laughs> Just if you if you pick up my action figure and pull the string on it, that's what he says. Holy shit! What a great catchphrase. <laughs> uh, anyway, I have a question for you all that might not make sense because I'm high on monster energy drinks, jerky, and Swedish fish. All right. <laughs> uh, there was a book called Immortal Coil where Data was the protagonist. They okay. even threw in a race of androids from the original series and the homicidal M5 computer. In uh-huh. that book, a new type of android is developed that uses a hologram of a positron brain instead of a physical one. That's smart. This utilized micro-holographic emitters. It was a workaround for the cascade failure that plagued the cybernetic scientists trying to duplicate data. Yeah, and lol. Yeah. Rip lol. R.I.P. <laughs> uh, thing is, though, uh, should that have really worked? I mean, the Voyager Doctor is considered alive by the crew, but I don't think he's considered sentient like data. Or was he? Uh- Yes. Yes, he was. So, like, here's the thing with holograms. Like, the longer you leave them on, the smarter... They're like the droids from Star Wars. Like, you have to, like, erase them. Or they, like, figure out what they They, are. They figure... They have personalities after a certain period of time because they gain more sentience the longer they're running. Yeah, it's like the ghost in the machine, right? Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, eventually, like, the... The weird, like, quirky bugs that naturally occur in a program, like, create, like... A unique mind. It's yeah, weird. it's if I feel like the positronic brain is unnecessary because yeah. the the doctor is actually far more human than Data is. 
Yeah. He already has, like, a full personality and can experience emotions and stuff. A positronic right. brain hologram would actually be far worse. It's like doing things the hard way, right? Yeah. Like, and I guess that's kind of the point, is that, like, soon could, like, do that. <laughs> like, yeah, where nobody else could, you know? He could make a chip that just has emotions on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, which is, like, uh, okay. <laughs> I guess it's, that's all it takes. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Yeah, I I think that book was a little silly. Yeah, because you could. I just, never read it, but I, I didn't read it either. Maybe it makes up for it in other ways. But the right. concept is silly because you could just make a hologram like the doctor and have him have all the functionality of data. Yeah, the only thing is that the doctor is unique, like data, in that he has the mobile emitter and nobody else has that. I think the way this is being explained is that the the brain is holographic but the rest of it isn't okay that's that's really dumb that's actually really stupid because because you uh, just like, wouldn't need the brain you can't then, yeah. interface you could yeah, only have that the, you could only have the brain do what a computer can do right is the brain the, comp- the emitters are emitting a computer it would be like running something remotely right you would just be running the android body remotely from a computer. Yeah, why? why yeah, why not just skip the android body? Okay, this is book is saying. stupid now. Yeah, I fucking hate this book. <laughs> Fuck every book that this person has ever written. Piece of shit. Uh, thanks for writing in, Steve. <laughs> Our next email is from Andrew. Andrew WK probably. It's he doesn't say his last name, so I'm gonna assume. Okay. Uh, hey guys, I wanted to say that you guys have su- have successfully converted me into a Star Trek fan. Finally, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. That's great. That's uh, great news. I never thought I'd get into it because of the ultra nerd stereotype that pop culture has given it, and I'm super yeah. upset for all of those that only view it as that. Yeah, I don't. I yeah. feel like that's not really a thing anymore, but. I feel I'm like sure it, that there is. I feel like it kind of is because, like, oh, yeah. if I'm a, if like I'm at work and I tell somebody I play video games or uh-huh. a, and like anything like that, they're like, oh, you know, whatever. But if I say I like Star Trek, they're like, really? Yeah, I guess I'm sort of insulated to a lot of that because, like, yeah. you're surrounded by dorks all day because everyone's a fucking nerd who was around me all the time. Yep, I'm not helping matters any. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it also didn't help me that in my sophomore year of college, my Trek super fan professor was one of those hardcore motherfuckers. <laughs> like, he lived long and prospered the fuck out of that class. Yeah, it's a little obnoxious. He, I, I, I'm not into that. He made us watch an episode of TOS where they go to, like, an ancient Rome planet or something. Yeah, that's the yeah. one with Apollo. Yeah, Apollo's, yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> despite that, I found the way to actually appreciate the show and even got my roommate to start binging TNG 2. Nice. What a fucking beautiful story. I love that. Those are my favorite things yeah. to hear. Like, getting people into Star Trek is just my lifeblood, man. Yeah, it's awesome, man. So, questions. Okay. Have either of you ever come up with an idea or storyline or a theme that Star Trek has never done and wished was explored or explored more? Oh, it's, I think... Endlessly. <laughs> like, the other day I pitched one to Josh, even... Oh, oh, okay. You don't mean like a type of story, though. Like I was thinking, like more lines of like all the stories have always 
Like, what is it? Like, there's like 32 types of stories, right? Yeah, I don't know the actual number, but there are a limited amount of the way stories yeah. can be played out. Yeah, like just the way that the human storytelling mechanism works. I want know? a buddy cop Star Trek. <laughs> I, I, you did tell me about the buddy cop. No, they're not a buddy cop. It's like an odd couple yeah, thing. They're like an odd couple. I yeah, was yeah. making like a fucking uh, sitcom, basically a Star yeah. Trek sitcom. But I want like a buddy cop where like a uh, no nonsense by the book uh, Starfleet security officer has to work <laughs> with a Klingon. Yeah. There's loose cannon on the edge, all yeah. about battle and war. Yeah, it can't be contained, right? Yeah. And they have to, like, solve a murder or something. Yeah, it'd be a cool, like, one-off. There's, like, like kind of like um, when we watched uh, The Cage. The Cage? No. The Cage? The Cage? The TOS pilot? Yeah, with the one with Pike. The yeah, cage. that's The Cage. Yeah, uh... Like I kind of viewed that as like a just like a one-off where it was like oh this is just like a different story in Star Trek like I think that you could definitely make like these like little vignette Star Trek episodes that were like full episodes but like we're just about yeah, stuff like that. It's like that, a right? lower decks type of thing where it's just yeah, a exactly. different cast doing right. a different thing for a little while. Yeah, and you could tell like a million different Star Trek stories that way. That's what I was originally really excited about for Discovery when they said all those rumors were circulating that it was going to be an anthology series. That would have been incredible. Where it was just going to be a different story every 13 episodes. But Jeff, how are you going to ruin Star Trek if you do a good idea? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Like I, I said my piece about about <laughs> Discovery already on Twitter, on the sidecast, on this we'll program. See, I guess, right? We'll I mean, see. I guess it's really stupid. I mean, CBS is—they're idiots. They like, have screwed the pooch so I, fucking hard. I don't know what is going on with that show, but okay. <laughs> um. Did it bother anyone else how racist Dr. Pulaski is to Data? <laughs> Shit grinded my gears. I, I I thought she was more bonesy. Like, she's bones, right? The only problem was, she was very much bones. She was just female yeah. bones. Female bones, yeah. And the only problem was, when uh, Bones would say some heinous shit to Spock, Spock would fire back something that would put right. Bones in his place but immediately. But Data can't do that. Yeah. So Data just sat and took it like a sad child at school. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, it just the dynamic did not work. I, I kind of like her. I don't know. I find her to be like a nice like change. Like I liked her just fine. I, a lot of people hate her, and I don't see that yeah. at all. But I I didn't like her being a, a roboticist. No, that's that's <laughs> somebody that makes robots. Um, a roboticist. Yeah. A race. A robo racist. I I never I never thought of it that way. But like I don't know. Like I can see where you might feel that because Data's so lovable, right? Like. Yeah, and it was really like she was just picking on a child that couldn't defend himself. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, this cat uh, is like up here now. Come on, man. You gotta get <laughs> We're leaving all this in the fucking episode. Nothing's coming out of there. Fuck it. Uh, Thanks for taking the time to read this. Well, if you didn't just skip over it. Love, Andrew. (laughs) I read all of it, you fucker. Thank you. No, thanks for the email, Andrew. That was great. Uh, Our next email is from uh, Richard Masters, and it's a long one, so strap in. Okay. Yo, Trek Boys! Trek Boys! <laughs> it's getting longer. Uh, great job on the new format. The series idea... 
the season. Fuck, this is why I couldn't come. The collections is what I called it. That's great. The collections like idea for new content is a great one, and I'm looking forward to seeing your choices. Thank uh, you. We're getting few... our dicks sucked hard about that. Yeah, God, that's we're a, so that's smart. a you idea. That's that you came up with. I can't take credit for any of this. Oh, that whatever. was you. <laughs> I'm a smart, smart boy. They need to know. A few recommendations for the new format. Okay. One, episodes where Worf suggests a completely overly aggressive course of action to a straightforward <laughs> situation. So every episode Worf is in. Okay. <laughs> Moat of space dust, photon torpedoes. Picard's chair squeaks, ready phasers. <laughs> Weld it with a phaser. That guy needs more prune juice to block up whatever's up his butt. That's, I think that's like part of the joke, right? It's like, gotta be. That's why he likes the prune juice, because it makes him regular. Uh, two, episodes where Riker doesn't understand how to sit in a chair or lunges around the bridge <laughs> like a Richard Simmons video. So every uh, episode with Riker. Imagine, I imagine he has to sit like that to ease his space herpes. Oh my god, Wait, I got curious for that shit. Take that back. I should have said Klingonaria. Oh wow, the first one was a little better somehow. <laughs> the second one, it might grow on me. Episode three, or th- fuck... Three episodes where the Voyager crew go through some meaningful changes and develop and development, and then the reset button is pushed at the end of the episode. <laughs> oh wait! <laughs> oh my god! Four those episodes where Data says he is capable of six trillion calculations a second, but still does that head tick for three seconds when he's asked a yes or no question. <laughs> That's like the first season. Goddamn Android overcomplicating things. Yeah, that tick is a little five. It's like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say it's like the hard drive clicking. It is. Click, click, yeah. click. <laughs> click, 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 click. Five episodes where Janeway upholds the Prime Directive. There has to be uh, one of those, right? Never. <laughs> She's a war criminal. Six. <laughs> Episodes which give you the moral dilemma of wondering whether Avery Brooks is a good actor or an actual piece of ham. <laughs> what? Seriously, there are episodes where he squeaks and squeals and then theatrically wails, sounding much more like R2-D2 getting stunned by a Jawa. <laughs> oh, I love him, man. I, I think, would go I to think bat Avery for him. Brooks is great. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants, man. Uh, this, dri- this digression leads me to my question, I guess. <laughs> oh, those. Okay, okay. What are your favorite types of Star Trek episode? Two part mini movies? Holodeck shenanigans? Mm. First contact missions? Prime directive stuff? There aren't too many first contact mission episodes. Not really. There's a couple. I know of two off the top of my head. There's actually I a guess. lot of that in TOS, but they, yeah. they first contact with like Greek gods or shit. Yeah, the first contact is always like, what is happening here? What yeah. the fuck is up with this weirdo planet? You could say there's like like technically other ones. Um, those are super fun. Holodeck ones are not my favorite, honestly. Um, I don't I know. I like but... holodeck episodes that are about like detective stories, but yeah, that's just because like, I have yeah. a, an affinity for them. They're, I mean, they're, I don't like not like them, but like they're not my favorite. Uh, I don't know. Like the more Twilight Zoney, the better for me. So like, uh, like man, I think even you like, need to rewatch TOS. I know it's so know. fucking Twilight Zoney. <laughs> but I mean, like the ones that are like have like uh, like a 
like a lesson at the end are cool. That's true. Um, I do like that. Like the like Darmok is am- like incredible. That obviously. is a fucking amazing episode. There's there's a ton of that. But I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know if I have like a like a type. Uh, it's like uh, like uh, Ray Shermer said. I I like what I like. <laughs> I don't know art. I, I but ain't I know got what no I type. Like. Yeah, I ain't got no type. Uh. Rich's personal favorites. Okay, I'm yes. Go are uh, O'Brien suffers episodes <laughs> and ethical dilemmas where the captain has to pontificate and deliver a speech. Yeah, those are great. Those are great. Those are great. I think yeah. Measure of a Man is yeah. really great for that. But my favorite yeah. might be the Drumhead. Uh huh. The episode with the the guy who. Turns out he's not a quarter Vulcan, he's a quarter Romulan. Yeah, that one's tough to watch. But, like, Picard It's a little too such... close to home right now. I yeah, had to skip it recently. It does. This is, like, how, how America is right now, so yeah. I don't really want to... <laughs> Picard gives such an amazing speech in that episode, yeah. though. Yeah. Uh, Rich goes into some pretty deep reasons why he likes these episodes. Uh-huh. That I'm gonna skip. But okay. thank you, Rich, for writing I'll read in. them later. Uh, he says, uh, it only remains to say that what I've always said will always say. You guys are doing great and giving a load of us listeners more laughs than should be possible in a few hours for, per fortnight. Wow. Live long and party hard, Rich. <laughs> Live long party and... Party on, dude. Fuck, I was going to say that. <laughs> Fuck you. Same person. Live long and party on, dude. Party on, dudes! Our next email... Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) Our next email is from Harvey Rollins. Henry Rollins' younger brother. It's it's Henry Rollins. He just changed the name so he wouldn't know. Clever. Uh, Love the show, and the new segment sounds promising. Here's my contribution... (laughs) Awesome. To Boston Sean's Pitch It or Ditch It. Pitch It or Ditch It, yeah. And you have to say that, by the way, when you write in, it is Boston Sean's Pitch Boston It or Ditch Sean's It. Pitch It or Ditch It. It's copywritten. It's like Gene Roddenberry Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, one, DS9, a religious group on Bajor, hard ditch. Yeah, already don't care. Hard ditch. So you mean <laughs> Bajor? <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> uh, a religious group on Bajor that does not worship the prophets or paw wraiths petitions to have a crew member instated on the station as they feel uh. underrepresented since the emissary is the contact for Starfleet and not every person on Bajor believes in a single religion. I'm going to ditch it because that feels a little uh, cousin... Uh, what's his name? Cousin Oliver? Cousin Oliver. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little... I don't know. DS9 already has a cousin Oliver, but she was super cute, so no one cared. <laughs> <laughs> a cousin Oliver who didn't bitch about her contracts. <laughs> I don't know if that's what happened. I don't um, know. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna ditch it as well. Like the the fact of the matter is whether it makes sense or not. Everyone on Bajor does believe in a single religion. Yeah, I, I mean you could do. I mean, it's. <sighs> I'm I'm big into like going in depth and stuff, but like, I I don't know. The, the just, way it would work, either the crew member has to stay on, which is a cousin Oliver situation, right? Or they have or to they come have up to... with some shitty reason they can't. Yeah, or they die or something. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Pitch it or ditch it. Two. DS Nine again. 
A member of the crew approaches Bashir and tells them they've always wanted to be Cardassian all their life. Well, he performs surgery on them to become as close as possible to the real thing. And they're Bajoran, I'm assuming. Maybe. That that would be... That would be interesting. That would be an interesting episode, especially Especially because Kira would be against it immediately. Yeah, and and like, it's very, uh, like, like transgender yeah themed which would which would be great and it would so. be like it would be like couched in a metaphor yeah. i think one of the big complaints about enterprise is that there isn't a metaphor when they're doing topical episodes it's well, just, that's just yeah. suddenly somebody's addicted to drugs or that's the thing is like it's too close to our real life yeah like, it's too on the nose yeah it does it's not future enough for it to for them to have these like outlandish like alien encounters you know what mm-hmm. i mean like i i would I'll, I, I'll say pitch it i would pitch that that's i good. think that sounds like a good episode yeah and he put a number three and then a giant blank spot okay so, so do we have to make one up i don't know <laughs> i i don't know he didn't say to make one up so i'm not gonna number three maybe we'll get it later <laughs> All right, I think I will make one up. Uh, number three, uh, Jake gets thrown forward into the future, Wait. and we get to see an entire Wait. episode that takes place on Nog's ship. <laughs> that would be great. While they have to figure out a way to get Jake back to the past because his presence is ripping a distortion in all space right, time. All right, pitch it, pitch it. I'm sold. You got me. Right, we're good. Yep. yep, that was really good. I'm a smart boy. I'm not even going to try to... I'm just going to the next question. I'm not even going to... Shit, we got another one from Johnny Cordova. Cordova. <laughs> Johnny Cordova says, Hey, Trek boys! Trek boys! <laughs> and in parentheses it says, Go, Josh, go. Yeah! He knew. <laughs> he knew. I'm watching the episode of TNG where Lore takes control of some Borg and Crusher yeah. is in control of the ship. It's called Descent. Descent, yeah. Uh, Parts one and two. It made me think, who out of all the other Trek characters would you like to be captain and why? Also, was it just me or did Ensign Tate sound way too close to Taint? <laughs> Which anyway, one's Ensign Tate? I don't remember. There's a couple that that are around for, like... There's the one lady who has, like, the real cool, like, 90s Yeah, it's, she's hair. got, like, this fringe hair thing. Yeah. It's, like... It's, like, short yeah. in the back and long in the front. Yeah, then there's the African-American lady, who's always the ensign. Like, she's on the show, like, a lot, actually. Oh, and yeah. then there's Roe. Before they get Roe, and then Roe's, like, you know... She's ah. there for a while. Um, Ensign Tate to- does sound a lot like Ensign Tate. Yeah. But they don't care about that in the future. No. They don't even say, like, take a leak in the future, so, like... They're not thinking about Tate. like he's like, take a leak. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you don't know what that means? It's like 200 years in the future. 300 yeah, years in the future. it's not that far away. I'm pretty sure people said take a leak in like the 1700s. I doubt it. Take I'm a, sure they said... Takeeth a leaketh. I'm going to go to the old pissa. They... <laughs> go to the loo. Ye old loo. Um, God, who would make a good captain? Um, I don't like Crusher as captain. I don't know. She did a better job than Troy. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Troy's like, I don't even know what the procedures are. Troy's, they're like, Troy, what do we do? She's like, well, I don't know. I'm just the counselor. Fire photo. I thought Crusher wasn't bad. Um, She's all right, but. I was glad that Sulu became captain in TOS because he was always given the con and he did a great job when he was in control all the time. 
Yeah, he he's a great like captain. Like he's a, like he stands on his own, right? Oh yeah, like, he he's up there. Um, God, I don't know. It's yeah. tough. The, I'd like to uh, see like, somebody who's not quite ready to be captain become captain. Right. Like somebody like Jordy. Well, he's captain in Voyager. Yeah. He's like technically really capable, but he's like really soft-hearted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't uh, I I don't think everybody should be a captain, no, right? Like No, they definitely There are people shouldn't. who just should never be a captain. Uh, Barkley they should, should never be a captain. Yeah, Barkley's never going to be a captain. He can't even fucking like take a piss or take a leak as they say. Uh, I don't understand what that means. It's when water comes out of your pee hole. Oh, you mean urination. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't you use the medical term? That's how we all think here. We all talk medically now. Science. I don't know. I don't know who would make a good captain. Dax would probably make a good captain. Dax is pretty good. At least Jadzia would have made a good captain. Ezri would not make a good captain. Ezri would be like, ah! <laughs> oh man, Nog! It would be interesting to see like Kira like get like because uh, eventually the Bajorans get assimilated into Starfleet, right? Like mm-hmm. they they join. Don't them. use the assimilation word. Well, they get uh, what's what's the word when <laughs> they like, join uh, Starfleet? Yeah, but like when you have one organization that like ter- like gets. Assimilated into another one. I believe the word is assimilation. <laughs> There's like another word. I, I, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm making it up. I don't know. I don't know. I lose words all the fucking time. Yeah. So. I'm pretty. I'm old and stupid now. I have Alzheimer's. <laughs> what? Who are you? <laughs> oh. Where am I? This is not a funny episode anymore. Oh no. <laughs> um. I, oh no. I guess the answer to your question, Johnny, is I don't know. Yeah, I gave yeah. some examples. Jensia is the most capable. Like, the, who are the most ready is a good question. Like, I don't like. Yeah, like Jensia. Worf would be like real strange. Data made a great captain when he Data. was in charge of shit. Yeah, and in the uh, in the canon, he becomes captain, but you just never see it. Dude, I absolutely love when he takes Worf aside and like chastises him for speaking out against his orders. Yeah, and he goes through this whole thing, and he, he ends it by saying, "I would understand if you no longer wish to be my friend." Yeah, it's great. I, I understand if this means our friendship is concluded. And Worf says, "If it's all the same to you, I would still wish to be considered it's, your friend." It's like two robots, like yeah. two, like one robot and like another robot talking. And to they're each other. best friends. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cute. They have some really good moments together in that in that show. That fucking that, TNG has the best cast. Like I love yeah. all the other shows and they're all ca- all their casts, but TNG was like even people who came on for recurring roles just knocked it out of the park. They're great, yeah. Uh, P.S. I totally did not notice Jeff's accent until he said something about it. Yeah, it's not noticeable. Well, until I say something about it, apparently. I don't even notice it. Now oh, a bunch like of I- people know. Oh, man, we got an email from Chris Peters, and he sent it to the wrong email address because I kept giving it wrong The people. emails? I was wondering oh, about that. I'm so bad at everything. It's all right. It's email without an S, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, he I starts out... emails. 
he starts by saying, Jeff, please read this email in the dignified accent of a refined southern gentleman. <laughs> hey yo, name's Chris, and I've been a Star Trek fan for years. Mostly TNG and DS9, but I've seen all the series. <laughs> I can't believe Josh hasn't seen TOS. I'll give, I, I guess you'll have to fire him. But it's because of you Trek boys that I got around to watching the TOS movies. Oh, we talking about them Trek boys? Oh. Looks like them Trek boys are in a heap of trouble. <laughs> them Trek boys are at it again. <laughs> it's a little Dukes of Hazard for you. I guess it's true what they say. Even numbered ones are the good ones. Odds are not so good. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of the old movies, remember that bit in Undiscovered Country where Scotty bursts in on the Klingon sniper and blasts him? I'm pretty sure that's a homage to the Day of the Jackal, 1973. Oh, really? No idea if that's relevant to you guys, but oh, it's yeah, one it's of my favorite thrillers. So I've I thought never it seen was that cool. movie. Nah, I've never seen it either. I'm, it might be, though. Great catch if it, if that's true. I'm looking forward to you guys going through the series, especially Deep Space Nine. You've talked a couple times about your favorite episodes so far, and I wanted to give you my two cents. Okay. Most folks mention the Inner Light as their favorite TNG episode. Yeah. But I have a soft spot for its follow-ups, Lessons. Which one's that one? Season 6, episode 19. I found the romance to be a real tearjerker. Oh, it's the one with Picard and the science lady. Yeah. What do yeah, you guys think one. of that episode? It was touching seeing Picard open up like that. And the tragedy yeah. of knowing he couldn't maintain that relationship with his subordinate. Signed, Chris. P.S. <laughs> War is hell. I added that last part in. He didn't write that. <laughs> the hard tack here is terrible. <laughs> Tell mother I think of her often. <laughs> yeah, no, that episode rules. Like, that's a great, like, it's a great, like, uh, like, fall in love, like, moment. Like, I don't know. Like, think of, like, if you've ever fallen in love in real life, like, sometimes, like, it just happens like that. Yeah. It's like, and oh, I just, like, found this person somehow. You it's know always, I mean? like, really sort of heartbreaking when yeah. it doesn't work out. Right. Or circumstances force themselves and right. it doesn't work out. Like, I pretty much... I'll tell a, a story of love and loss to you guys. Uh-huh. Uh, I fell in love with this girl during the summer and then she moved. Yeah. And then I showed up. R.I.P. So. Your life is better now. I don't know what now, you're sad now about. Now I'm in love with a redhead. <laughs> two redheads. Two redheads. <laughs> I was talking about my wife, but you too. Uh, I took it as me, so <laughs> that shows you how much of an ego I have. Nah, I love you, Josh. I love you too. Let's kiss about it. <laughs> that's <laughs> drinking water. That's the sound we kiss. So. <laughs> uh, thanks, Chris. We really appreciate you writing in. Great email. That was yeah. I love that episode. By the way, I don't know if I yeah, fucking that... even answered that, but um, yeah, it's a good episode. Our next email is from Jack Carpenter. Okay, who said, "Hey, bros, I hope all's well." Hi. First off, I gotta say, uh, I was super pumped that Jeff was on the recent continue Q and A. Yeah, I just happened to like fall ass backwards into being there at that time. 
<laughs> yeah, you like showed back up and they were like, ah, come on in. <laughs> yeah, I was just there. I popped into the chat room and I was like, oh shit, my microphone's hooked up. And they were just like, yeah, join us. Yeah. But we get sick of talking the whole time. So. I felt I like, like really stupid answering the questions because I'm like, nobody gives a fuck what I think about this. No, dude, it's dude, you're good. You're good to go. Uh, also, Josh, I'm equally as pumped that you and Luke are doing a new football podcast. My Continueverse Cup runneth over. Oh, I know. It's been crazy lately. Yeah, Trust wh- me. What I is- don't have time to live my life. No, there's no <laughs> life anymore. Only continue. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, Josh really found that funny, everybody. <laughs> um... Yeah, what is the name of that football podcast, Josh? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, uh football f- f- fantasy. It's got five Fs. Five Fs. It's podcast. It's fantasy, fantasy football, fantasy, fantasy football, fantasy football, fantasy, fantasy football, fantasy football, fantasy podcast. Because it's got six Fs, right? No, it's five Fs. Okay. Just, just fucking, just go to Josh's page. It's on there somewhere. Go to his Twitter. Yeah. Somebody needs to make a continue wiki to keep up with all there this. There is fucking... one. Is there? Yeah. I'm probably not on that shit. Maybe I, I don't. I don't look at it. I, I don't know. Maybe I really I doubt I'm on it. But anyway, hopefully the fantasy football podcast is on it. Yeah, I don't think so. Probably not. Anyway, on the DS9. <laughs> I want to preface. I want to preface this by saying DS Nine is easily one of my favorite shows of all time, and it's a well, close. I want to preface it by saying you're right. <laughs> you are correct that it is your favorite. It is one yes. of your favorites. Your subjective opinion is very objective and correct. That's true, though. There's no joke in that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. And it's a close second to TNG in my Star Trek rankings. Yes. However, the first episode of the show honestly got me off to a bad start with the series. Hmm. Perhaps it's because I just come. <laughs> you like that? That was such a perfect hmm. It was just like fucking so snappy. Hmm. <laughs> Perhaps it's because I just come off watching TNG before starting DS9, but I don't remember emissary fondly. Yeah. Yeah, I talked yeah. about that a little bit in the episode. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, it, it's the setup for the the domino effect. So like, you know, it's not. Yeah, the yeah. first domino being pushed over isn't impressive. It's when, Not the, the, it's the, when all of them fall, yeah. Yeah. Uh, while DS9 is a great show, I kind of dislike the overarching plot with the wormhole aliens, or the prophets, or whatever bullshit the Bajorans believe. Yeah. Side note, I can't stay in the Bajorans. It's, everyone feels that way. There's there's a level of dislike for the Bajorans from pretty much everybody. I would say, psychologically speaking, it's because it reminds people of the more um not great parts of human beings yeah. that exist. It's like a a mirror held up to humanity that yeah, highlights yeah. one of the negative aspects. Not not very flattering. Yeah. Uh for me the show is strongest when it's not dealing with the religious themes of the emissary stuff, but I may be in the minority on this one. Nah. Uh, I think I, the I, war I, stuff is far more interesting to me. Yeah. It, and that ties with the Bajoran stuff, I think. It it kinda the Bajorans kind of, like, don't have a purpose. So, like, they kind of just fight about shit, right? Yeah. And, like, they have to... I mean, again, like, this is major spoilers, but they have to, like, see what's out there. And they get they get a dose of reality, like, hard. 
Yeah. So it like straightens them the fuck out. You know? It's like no matter how much you dislike the Bajorans, I think there's a, a level of like pity for them. Like yeah. you, you're very sorry for the situation that they find themselves in. Not right. pity per se, but like empathy. Right. It's weird that pity basically just means empathy, but it's got this whole negative connotation. It's negative to connotation, it. yeah. I agree. All the anime characters going, Don't you dare pity me. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jack continues, Luckily, in terms of my personal taste, the show got exponentially better, and like I said before, it's one of my favorite shows of all time, not just Star Trek. Thanks, guys. Jack Carpenter. P.S. Great email. Pitch it or ditch it. Oh, shit. An episode of Voyager where Harry Kim is a baby back bitch for the entire time. (laughs) Oh, wait. Never mind. That's every episode. (laughs) Pitch it or ditch it is becoming like... Oh, wait. It's just going to rename the segment, Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking Harry Kim. I, uh, so he was at Indie PopCon. Uh, what's his name? Fuck. Oh, fuck. Why don't I remember his name? Oh, shit. It's like the most Harry Kim thing to not remember the real guy's name. <laughs> uh, he was there, but I didn't want to... Uh, fuck. I wanted to talk to him, but I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be like that guy, you know. You bitched out about it. His name's Garrett Wang. Garrett Wang. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. He uh, he seemed like he was all right, but like we went to like a party with him, and he was there, and I was like, man, I don't want to go talk to him and be like, I really like Star Trek. That's what he's he's there for. That so. I know, but he's he's like in the same like room as me to relax. So I didn't, yeah. want, you know what I mean? Like I, I didn't want to like. He's not like a. Uh, Brent Spiner, where if you mention Star Trek in his presence, he'll just fucking he'll yell at you and leave. Yeah, th- that's what I'm worried about though, because like I don't know, I have no clue, dude. You know, he could be like that. I don't know. That's true. I don't know. He talks about Star Trek all the time on his Twitter, though. I tweeted at him. He never responded to me, so yeah. he's terrible at Twitter. You got to respond to everyone who ever tweets at you. We definitely always do that. I do. <laughs> <laughs> No, you don't. Get out of here. That's true. Um, I'm very important. Our next email that's going straight to very important Josh <laughs> is from Sean Dupree. Hey, hey, hey. Who says, hey, Trek boys. Trek boys. Your neighbors are like, what the fuck is going on? Probably. It's one in the morning. <laughs> Jesus. Big fan of Space T-1000 here. I also love Odo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Deep Space Nine has been my biggest miss in Star Trek, other than the animated series. You guys should include that. It would be fun. Biggest miss? Uh, he missed it. He missed out on oh, it. Oh, I watched all of the animated series. And I have to say, I really liked this episode. Other mm-hmm. than some horrible acting from Jennifer, this was an amazingly <laughs> well-directed pilot. The staging was wonderful, yeah. and the plot was great. Well, I- they had money at this point, too. True. So. I thought it was better than Farpoint, which at times felt like it was yeah. a tour of the new Enterprise. Yeah, yeah, it's a little uh, uh, the motion picture. We we talk about that in that. Episode. Yeah, it's a little it's ship porny. Yeah, which is the motion picture. <laughs> yep, here's a bunch of shots of the ship's tits. Yeah, shake them the cells. I always felt like with the new JJ Enterprise that they just like were like in the meeting about the ship design. They were like, let's give the ship like big titty nacelles and they're like yeah 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 Yeah, and they're all have their dicks out under the table they they just come on each other because like that's what they do that's a pretty good metaphor for corporate culture josh yeah i know you're a deep (laughs) deep man 
If I could change one thing, it would be at the beginning when Cisco's son is fishing and he asks his dad if there would be kids there. Cisco yeah. smiles and reassures his son, absolutely. And when his comm badge went off, I was hoping it would say, Captain, all the kids left. <laughs> That's a big miss. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, we all know why I'm here, to give you some more of that sweet, sweet Sean Dupree's Pitch It or Ditch It, DS9 edition. Oh my god, here we go. One. I'm ready. Continuing the tradition of Star Trek breaking social norms with the first interracial or screen kiss on television, we experienced the first on-screen interspecies fuckfest between Nog and Jake. Late series, I'm not a pervert. I'm not gonna say, like, ditch it to that, because, like, I don't want to be, like, a homophobe. Um, but, like... I don't. How would I, that I even feel like work? the fact that you had to like especially say that you're not a pervert might mean that you're a bit of a pervert. I, I mean, I don't. I, I, why are they fucking each other? Because they're f- fucking horny, dude. Oh, they're te- oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, fine. Like, fine. Yeah. Why are they fucking each other? Who do you think you are? I don't. Is that like? <laughs> Is that like I just like what they just like show? I mean, like in like the like the scene, like set the scene for me. Like, are they like just walking in their shared room that they have and just like going to town? Yeah, they just Ah. like they're they're arguing over Nog. Like Jake's playing his music too loud, right? Right, right. Because it's late series. Nog is like they're both eighteen, right? Yeah, because of course, as Sean pointed out, he's not a pervert. pervert. Yeah, so So it's late series. And uh, he's playing his music too loud. Nog says, God damn it, Jake, you turn that music down or I'm going to fuck you right now. Yeah. And, and Jake says, I dare you. Yeah. And then he turns his music up and then they just fuck. And the music is like foreigner. Like, I want to know what love is. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll pitch that. Fuck it. Fuck it. Pitch it. I'm not going to say no to that. No. Who might have stopped two young men from loving each other? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody stands in the way of that. Nobody stands in the way of love. Two. Barkley runs a dare program for the children (laughs) to keep them off the holodeck. Complete with costumed mascot Terry the Tribble reminding (laughs) kids to get a reality check and stay off the holodeck. (laughs) That's very clever. Shirt it. That's very clever. I I like that. I can't shirt it because you made it up. Yeah, we can't steal your idea. (laughs) We're gonna steal his idea later. Just wait till he forgets about it. Just wait till like two episodes from now. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say ditch it. Yeah, Barkley can't like help himself. Like he's no. like the worst. He can't even talk to like people, let alone children who are not people. By the way, no, children are not people. They're not fully formed yet. Put that on. Put that on the fucking DVD box set of M Class podcast. Children yeah, are not children people. Children are not people. <laughs> Three, the episode you greenlit last week where Odo needs to play Quark for a double date Uh, went really well for Odo. (laughs) So now Odo is faced with a choice. Does he come clean to his new lover or does he murder Quark and live a double life? (laughs) Can't wait to hear your voice say my words. Ditch it. Yeah, That's I'm gonna have crazy. To, I'm gonna have to. I feel like you can make something out of that. Like we were talking about, like he has to talk Odo into playing him because he got two dates in one night. Yeah, 
It goes Super really well. Sitcom. It goes really well for Odo. His date goes really well, and he actually falls in love with the girl. And the right. second part of the two-parter is him trying to figure out. Like this is a B plot, obviously. Like what he's supposed to do. He right? has to figure out whether he ha- should tell her that he's Odo, or whether he should keep changing into Quark to go out with her. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's not Odo, but. I, maybe you know it's I mean? like he has to be like forced into it, right? Like she, yeah, keeps, he has. She to, keeps right. wanting to see Quark, and he has right. to keep. Doing and he has it. to keep going. Yeah, that's more Odo. Yeah, I'd still probably ditch it, but <laughs> yeah, did ditch that one. Sorry, <laughs> thank you, you Sean. A, those were great, though. Those were really good. Our <laughs> next email uh-huh. is from Yakub. Yakub. I think it's Yakub Dobrowolski. Yeah, who says. More like deep cut nine, am I right? Fuck, dude. Seriously, I felt like I was supposed to know way too much about Star Trek for this to be a pilot. This is the guy who was talking about it. I mentioned it in the the Deep Space Nine episode. Yeah. Uh... This is the guy. <laughs> That's the dude. There it is. They bring back characters and races from previous shows, and major plot lines are recall- recalled. Then later mm-hmm. in the same episode, Cisco does the snake from Metal Gear Solid routine and repeats the subject of the last sentence in the form of a question so that the audience doesn't have to for everything everyone says. It seems like they couldn't <laughs> strike a good balance between satisfying the regulars and attracting new viewers. I definitely felt like TNG 2, we couldn't get everybody from the previous series. <laughs> what? What? That's, that was harsh. Uh, it's cold. Uh, when I checked cold. the episode details before I watched it, I noticed that it premiered in 1999? Nah, 93. Nah, 93. It was 93. I braced myself for laughable special effects. But I was proven wrong. It looks better than this year's The Orville. Fuck. Yeah, no. Uh, there's, there's a shot of... Uh, the runabout coming up out of the bay and like they do like a, a concept shot where like you could see the people inside which is like pretty fucking good for 1993 yeah it is and I mean there's really great lighting in that scene when the doors open and like the yeah. light sh- slowly shows the runabout yeah it's cool uh, and he finally got to see that gold press latinum we've been talking about yeah here's my submission for pitch it or ditch it Oh, man. Odo accidentally dissolves in water, and the crew hears his cries for help in the showers. (laughs) What? (laughs) Why would he dissolve in water? I don't know. (laughs) There's, like, water in the air. There's water everywhere. That's the thing with signs, right? Like, signs doesn't make sense because the movie signs. Yeah, because there's there's water water everywhere, yeah. It's fucking in the air. You breathe on somebody, there's water on them. Doesn't make sense. That's crazy. Uh, yours wormholy, Yakub. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm all gonna right. have to say ditch it. Ditch it. Yeah, sorry. It's like uh, Secret World of Alex Mike shit is what that yeah, is. Yeah, we were just talking about that. That's funny. Uh, our next email, yeah, is from Ivar Lee. Okay. Who says which is better, Cisco's sly grin when he's punking somebody? Or Archer daddying up on crew members when they messed up. <laughs> Signed Ivar from Seattle. <laughs> daddying daddying up. up. That's a, that's a great fucking way to. Oh my god, that's perfect. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna have to say Cisco's sly yeah, grin. C- Cisco. But Archer, Archer, like, I don't know. He he learns a lot. He gets a little more captainy. 
but Cisco's better. Yeah, Cisco all is around. way better from all the get go. From the get go, yeah. Um, thank you, thank you, Ivar. <laughs> I appreciate that. That was a good one. I appreciate Daddy your emails. And our final email of the evening. Oh man, is another email from Steve Nemzik. Okay, who says pitch it or ditch it? Oh shit. Time for some pitch it or ditch it. Oh, hey, Trek boys. Trek boys. <laughs> you got to reset this next episode. Start back at the regular level. I know, I know. I'm killing it. Check this shit out. One, <laughs> Mirror Universe Dax shows up pregnant and demands Dr. Bashir take care of her because the Mirror Universe Bashir is the baby daddy, but split rather than taking uh, spending a lifetime listening to her nagging. <laughs> Jesus. I'm learning a lot about Steve in that question. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, spoilers. Uh, Cisco fucks her. Yes. So regular it c- it Prime could, Universe. Yeah. It could be Cis- regular could be Prime Cisco's. Universe Cisco's kid, but I feel like you'd be able to tell. <laughs> what are you talking about, Jeff? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, there's some, there's something there. I think you could make I mean, something out of that for sure. Yeah, I mean the Mirror Universe uh, DS9 characters are f- cuckoo. Man. They're absolutely they're like, fucking cartoon characters. They're bonkers. But I mean characters. TOS was too. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're all like that. Like, like in TOS, they're basically like Nazis saluting, going "Hail evil, hail yeah, evil." Yeah, that's what. Yeah, <laughs> dude. In a uh, in Enterprise, uh, they do a really cool Mirror Universe episode. Uh, where they intercut clips of First Contact, like, and you're like, oh, I'm watching like the beginning of or the end of First Contact, where Zephram Cochran is making First Contact, mm-hmm. and he pulls a fucking shotgun on the Vulcan. And it's and the fuck- beginning of the Mirror Universe. And it's awesome. It's that is awesome. really cool. And then they do a whole opening theme that has yeah, like different whole, footage. Yeah, on it. it's all different. It's really cool. It is really cool. Um, uh, yeah, Mirror Universe characters, though, are they're just silly. I'll say, I don't know. I had enough of Mirror Universe in Deep yeah. Space Nine, so I'm going to yeah. say ditch it. There's, there's so much Mirror Universe that you're like, there's like one a year, and you're like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> These guys again. The only good part of it is seeing Kira, like, her non-visitor gets super into playing Mirror Kira. Oh, my Mira God. Kira. She's like, horned the fuck up. Always dude. horned. Damn, she's like, I don't give a ladies, aliens, it doesn't matter. One time she just like fucks a phaser and you're like, holy shit. Should that kill you? Jesus. (laughs) Not not her. Uh, Two, (laughs) Keiko thinks Molly is with Miles and Miles thinks she's with Keiko. (laughs) But in reality, Molly is trapped by a group of Nausicans and is forced to be a coke mule? (laughs) (laughs) What? What the fuck, Steve? Why do they have Coke? Space Coke. I guess that's... Uh, like those sticks that that lady licks. The the five-handed yeah. lady, six-handed lady, whatever. Fucking... And she transports drugs around the station. Hilarity ensues when Jake gets addicted to black tar heroin. <laughs> and he chases her through the station nude. These are crazy. These are crazy. I feel like we might have to cut this whole part out. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think. No, I don't I'm going to say ditch it on that one. Like, yeah. hard ditch it. A hard ditch, yeah. Uh, three, Riker gets space herpes. 
ditch it. Uh, <laughs> they don't have they don't have herpes. No, that doesn't happen. Did I mention the the thing before about how I, the thing I want to do about the sexual revolu the second sexual revolution that I happens? I don't think you Earth? mentioned that. I did to you, I think. I think maybe to me, but I don't think you mentioned it on here. Yeah, at some point, like, like okay, like the sexual revolution in America, like like during the sixties because of birth control, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like there would be another one in Star Trek. When every venereal disease was cured, people yeah. would just fuck the shit out of each other. Like, especially it would if just they happen. made like one hundred percent accurate yeah. birth control as well. Yeah. People, people would, would just, just be, be fucking boning like all day. Yeah. It would be a fucking fuck fest, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no fucking herpes. all the time. No more herpes. Uh, four. The Ferengi discover a way to transform Borg into sex bots. Uh, Steve, I don't think you're taking pitch it or ditch it seriously. <laughs> I don't think I would stick my penis in that. I'm sorry. No, I, well, you talked about that during first contact that you would. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, if the Ferengi are involved, no, I don't know what's going on no. down there. It definitely clamps on and you have to give money to get yeah. it off. Insert one Latinum to get your dick back. Yeah. Every time you thrust, you'd have to put a Latin yeah. in to get you to yeah. be able to pull back. Yeah. Uh, five. Julian Bashir is revealed to be a human named Paul Ritchie, who, because he never <laughs> ages, apparently has lived through so many universal deaths and rebirths that he eventually <laughs> the events of Star Trek are a reality. He tries to recreate a web show on the holodeck to boost crew morale during the Dominion War. The hologram of Josh rebels and with screams of "It me!" proceeds to murder the entire crew. If I get to be in Star Trek, pitch it. This is later to re- revealed to be a dream in true Dallas fashion. Was that Dallas? I don't it remember. I think was it was. It? Who shot JR? Yeah. I guess it's Dallas. That was Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, if I get to be in Star Trek, like, hell yeah. I'll get, do anything. I don't get I'm to shameless. be in Star Trek. Ditch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Josh, you'll never be in Star Trek now! <laughs> no! <laughs> Uh, thanks for all the hard work. Keep plugging away, brothers. Much love from Detroit, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Great emails. You have the weird fucking sense of writing, buddy, but thanks for the email. <laughs> Coke Mule Molly. Like, what the fuck? Molly's so adorable. Like, how she, are you good? She's a cute little girl. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Anyway, no, nah, it's fine, Steve. Thanks for writing in. Um, if you'd like to have your email read on the air, you can send it to the correct email address that only a complete idiot would tell you the wrong one on his own podcast. You can send it to mclassemail at gmail.com. No S. No S. None. Except the the two in class. We should make a shirt that's just the first one, mclassemails, and then have a big cross out and then have the actual email under it. Shirt it. Shared it. <laughs> We're not going to share it. Um, <laughs> thanks for writing in, everybody who did. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter uh, at M Class Podcast. You can listen to the actual podcast if you don't, which would be really fucking weird, but. That would be super weird. Uh, look forward to more cool content from your Trek boys. After the Voyager episode. <laughs> After, yeah, I guess we have to deal with that one first. Oh no, a space alien kicked me halfway across the galaxy. Ah! Oh no, I don't know. I guess we gotta get back. How are we gonna get home? 
I like coffee a lot. Hey, well, Picard liked tea a lot, but... Yeah, well, tea's the gentleman's drink. That's true. Coffee is for boorish plebeians. Yeah. Boorish plebeians from... Where's Janeway from? Like, Ohio? <laughs> Fucking Steve hates her if she is. There's that episode where, like, she's, like, talking about her ancestor, and it turns out to be completely not true or whatever. Mm, I don't remember. That's a pretty good episode. Um, Yeah, well, join us next time. Join your Trek boys, Jeff and Josh, Trek next boys. time. Next time on M-Class Podcast and M-Class Emails. Bye, Thank everybody. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.